What's happening, y'all? Welcome to another Sports Cards Anonymous video. Today's video is going to be one of the more pompous videos I've ever done. I'm going to tell you how to collect cards correctly. If you enjoy the content, like and sub. I had different content planned for today, but somebody tweeted something on Twitter, which I suppose is where you tweet things. And I have not been able to get my mind off of it. They are just absolutely correct in their take on how to collect sports cards. I'll pull the tweet up for you now. Max at Cards Max tweets Max's rules for building his beloved collection. One, have one hyper focused player PC. Even better if he spent his full career on your team. Two, have only one card of other players you enjoy. Upgrading said card is encouraged. And three, buy fun, cool, iconic hobby cards that you like. Max, and I, re I respond to this, I say, sir, this advice is phenomenal, thanks for sharing, because it is. Now, you all know that I've, I've tackled on the channel a few times, kind of, how, you know, the, the thought, you know, the abstract thought, how to build a collection that you're going to be happy with, a, a collection that you're going to be satisfied with, you know, because so much of what I talk about is, hey, look, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I'm not happy with my collection, and so while on this journey on YouTube, it's me figuring out how to flip better, to make a little bit more funds available, to buy the cards that I want in my collection, there is also this whole thing where I have to figure out what cards it is I want in my collection. And that's kind of a big thing here. That's the carrot at the end of the stick. Uh, the pot at the gold at the end of the rainbow, right? Um, I don't, what's another one? I have no idea. Oh my God, you shouldn't have done this. Okay. Anyway, I think Max's advice is spot on. We're going to make a few small tweaks to this, but I really do believe this is spot on. And in the past, when we've talked about how to build a proper collection, we talk about um, being focused and building small collections that you want as a part of your broader collection. One collection that I have, I have the very first tops and the very first tops Astro card for every retired number that the Astros have, right? So I have Bagwell's 1991 uh, tops, right? That's his. Uh, Nolan Ryan, I have his 1969 tops, 68, I forget now, the second year where he's solo because I like solo cards and I don't want to pay for a rookie, I suppose. But I also have his 1980 tops, I think it is, it might be 81. That's his first year with the Astros, right? So I have that for all the retired numbers for the Astros. That's a small piece of my collection, right? And so that's very focused is the point of that. And Max, you know, all of these are very focused. I would say what I just kind of talked about maybe fits more into number three cards that you think are fun, iconic cards, whatever, cool, right? It just kind of floats your boat. But I want to talk about number one first. And he says, have one hyper-focused player PC, even better if you spend his full career on your team. So I don't necessarily, and I haven't, I've been thinking about this for a few days now. I don't really PC a player. I buy a lot of Bagwell because I like Bagwell, but I don't really buy him too much anymore. That's going to change because I'm taking these words of wisdom uh, to heart. Well, I'm, look, I don't like wearing jerseys. I don't want to put another man's name on the back on my back. It's the way it is, you know? Only name going on this body is Jesus's, right? Nobody else's name. You feel about that how you want to feel about it, but you know, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. And so I've never felt like this pool to really like PC players because I think they're so amazing. You know, I like the sports. I do. Um, but so much of what I like about the hobby is the actual hobby. You know, things I like about sports cars are the design, uh, the memories, um, and the historical aspect. Right. So much, so much of this is so cool to me. You know, buying a Unitas from 57 is cool to me because that's a 60 year old card almost, 55 year old card. 
And is that right? No, it is a 65-year-old card. And, you know, to me, that's a piece of Americana, right? It's just a piece of American history, a little piece of artwork, you know, to me. It, it's cool that it's Unitas and it is what it is, but it's an iconic card, a cool, like, staple in the hobby. So to me, collecting that Unitas card is probably more about collecting iconic cards in the hobby than it is about collecting Johnny Unitas specifically, right? And that kind of ties into number three, his point there, by fun, cool, iconic cards. So all that said, why am I going to go into deep diving on Bagwell now? Well, I do have, I picked Bagwell in particular because I have shared memories of Bagwell with my great-grandma who, you know, is no longer with us, unfortunately. It is what it is. So to me, you know, that's somebody I grew up with. I have fond memories of that, you know, and he's always been my favorite player. You know, I grew up watching him. You know, you look up to it to athletes much more when you're younger, that kind of stuff. But then when I looked at Bagwell's stuff, it made a lot of sense, actually. See, what's cool is Bagwell's an MVP in 1994. So that means in all the 90s and early 2000s, all the cool inserts, he's in all of those sets. So, but, however, however, he doesn't have a huge following base in the hobby, you know. So, even though he's in all these cool sets and has all these really cool cards, they're actually pretty dang cheap because not many people are chasing him. And so by building a, a really broad Bagwell PC, it's cool to say, look at this Bagwell collection. But in a way, it's saying, look at this 90s and 2000s insert collection. Look at this high-end 90s and 2000s card collection. Right? They made Griffey, Piazza, um, Jeter, Clemens, Maddox, Randy Johnson, they made all these guys in these sets also. Uh, but my favorite player out of the bunch is Bagwell. And then it's kind of cool too because you can compare like, oh, this is 1993 finest Bagwell. This is 1996 finest Bagwell. You know, you can kind of see the changes and it kind of tells a more uh, a continuous story about one player. And then, you know, maybe, you know, you collect all those guys for that, all those cards for that player and you say, oh, I really like these specific cards. And you say, well, okay, I want my Griffey like this. You know, that way, what it does is, again, as someone who's amassed too many cards over time and not really built a proper collection, you end up with this huge weight of cards on your shoulder, and you're like, how do I get out from under this? I'm not really happy with these 35, 55, 200 Griffies that I have, and much rather just trade them all in, cha-ching, buy me one nice Griffey and say, that's my Griffey card, to celebrate, you know, the memories you have of Griffey and then the cool cards from the 90s, that kind of stuff. Now, the one thing I would add to this, and this is because I've done now a lot of work. I've spent 300 bucks on Bagwell cards over the last 24 hours, and I'm getting some good value there, again, because no one's buying Bagwell. The one thing I would add to this is I would have one hyper-focused player per era to PC. And you could even add per sport if the cards are that different, you know? Because, like, to me, I love old vintage football cards. And so I think it'd be really cool to, you know, say you PC, well, I like Sammy Ball, but he doesn't have that many. Say you PC Jim Brown. So you get the 58 tops, yada, yada, yada. But then, you know, to get 59 tops, you're going to get the Jim Brown card. And it's like, you don't need to buy the complete set of 59 tops. You don't need to buy every Hall of Famer in that set. I mean, that could be collections you want to do. That's fine. But you've got the fifty brown, the fifty nine brown there compared to the fifty eight, and you say, look at how different the fifty eight looks from the fifty nine, and how much you know fresher and newer the fifty nine looks compared to the fifty eight. And then you've got the sixty, and so on. 
And for Bagwell specifically, you know, what I'm finding is that like, well, his cards kind of stop in 05. He retires in 05. His cards kind of stopped then. And I'm like, well, I would love some of these like Sapphire Tops Chrome cards, you know, make a rainbow of some player. That would be really cool. And so what I'm finding is, well, okay, I need to pick someone else to PC for like 2005 to 2020, right? I need to pick a second player to PC there, Altuve maybe, who knows? I don't know. I'll figure it out. But you can still pick, like I can still pick up 2016 Bowman Chrome. They made um, a, um, a callback, I guess, to ni- the 91 Bowman class, which was freaking amazing. You had Bagwell, Pudge Rodriguez, Jim Tomey, I think's in there. I think there's others as well. And so they did kind of, they did an insert set called Flashbacks. And so they have a Bagwell Chrome refractor in there, you know, rookie style. It's pretty cool. I picked it up for two bucks, but they also have an auto version of that, which I would really like. And so I'm saying that to say like, I can keep picking up Bagwell to add to the Bagwell collection because it still kind of tells that hobby cool story too. I mean, I just gave you a story on why that card's cool because it, it calls back to 25 years before. Um, so, you know, you can continue to add players to that arsenal or whatever. Again, if we want to go back to vintage, vintage football and you're saying, you know, for the 60s top sets, I'm going to get Jim Brown. Well, then as a cool Jim Brown card comes out later down the line, you can add that in and say, look at how much the cards, you know, industries change. Here's 1959, 58 tops. And here's a 2027 Fanatics Jim Brown Jersey Auto, right? Whatever it is. Uh, I don't know. So to me, that's, this is very sage advice. Just be hyper-focused on one player in your PC. Again, I would say one player per era. I would say that. Just because, I mean, I don't know. To me, one player per era matters. Because if, if you just if you just PC Jim Brown, it would cost a lot of money, but it's, it's you're talking about a short list of cards you're probably really chasing. And then so like, okay, cool. That's like a 50s, 60s era player that I'm going to collect. You know, in the 80s, I want to get the Joe Montana cards or the Joe Theismann cards. In the 90s, I want the Brett Favre cards. In the 2000s, I want the Brady cards, right? So, you know, to me, like you kind of pick eras and you have one hyper-focused player per era. And I think you're going to be a lot happier with that again, because you're going to be able to tell the story of that player kind of through those cars, but you're also going to, you're going to get really high-end sports cards, probably at discount prices because it's not Kobe Bryant, because it's not Derek Jeter. It could be. I mean, you do you, right? Whoever you like. So I think we kind of got through that one a little bit, and I will be showing off those Bagwell buys. I'm pretty happy with what I got. I got to be honest. You know, I followed this, and I'm like, this is really good advice, I think. And I've kind of thought about this a little bit more, and I'm really bought into it. And two, he has only, have only one card of other players you enjoy. Upgrading said card is encouraged. I agree so much with this. I, so many times, I have just bought 50 cards of a guy because I like him. Retired player, Hall of Famer, no one cares about him. And those cards just don't do anything. Just sit there. It's a waste. You know, to me, it's much better to be like, instead of having those 50 cards, what if I just had one really nice card? And if you wanted to show that off to someone, a part of your collection, instead of saying, here's my Mark McGuire collection with 85 cards in it, you would say, here's my Mark McGuire card. And it's, you know, a Jim Mint 10 something. Beautiful card, right? You get to have a really nice card. And that's much more interesting than having $85 cards, 50 cent cards, because they're cool looking inserts and stuff like that. Just have the one. Just stick with the one. It does a few things for you. Well, it keeps you hyper-focused, which is, you know, the whole point of the focus series was talking about this stuff. 
But, you know, it, it consolidates that, that money into one big card, which is awesome. And that's why he says here upgrading said card is encouraged, right? You know, it makes sense. I agree with that. You know, keep getting nicer cards or keep getting a nicer card for that player as the opportunities present itself. And then finally, you know, again, buy fun, cool, iconic hobby cards that you like. And to me, this is building very um, specific collections. I talked about the Astros one. I'm building the collection, every rookie uh, a rookie card of every NFL Hall of Famer. I'm also building another one for um, the top 100 NFL list, uh, an auto or jersey card for every player in there. To me, you know, that kind of fits in there. Those are fun, cool. Some of them would be iconic, but they're very specific cards that fit in a very specific collection. That is an interesting idea, an interesting part of the hobby to me. And... uh I think that's kind of it, guys. I don't know. I can't tell you how much I think this advice is correct. And I also can't tell you how much I've struggled with how to build a proper collection. And obviously, it goes without saying, I cannot say that this is actually correct. It's an opinion. Uh, But as someone who's continued to search, and publicly so on the tubes here, for what it is to build a proper collection that you like, you know, I had kind of come up with bullet point number three and then the idea of focus, which he says in bullet point number one. But when he adds one and two to this, I think it's so right. Because like when I said number three, I want to build the NFL Hall of Fame list. Okay, I can do that. But I still think 1996 Select is really cool. And so like instead of just saying, okay, I'm just going to buy Marvin Harrison. That's the guy I like from, you know, 96 and on. I look at like every Hall of Famer and I like buy one of everyone and then I just have all these select certified sitting around and I, but I'm not doing anything with it. I'm not really showing them off. I don't care to show them off. Like I don't really care. I just kind of have them as I kind of figure out what it is I want to put in the collection. At least that's how it's worked for me. But now knowing for me, it's going to be Bagwell. Okay, well, let me go on. What Bagwell cards did they have in 1996 select certified? And then what you can do because there's a ton of uh, wealth of knowledge out there uh, baseball Cardpedia has a great uh, history of every card set. You can go look at, okay, 1996 Select Certified. You know, there's parallels. Most of the stuff in the 90s started to have parallels. What are the rare parallels? Because that stuff wasn't numbered. You have to look at pack odds to understand if it's rare or not. I just bought a Bagwell for like 15 bucks. This was a base set parallel. This parallel... And there's 50 of them in the set. Came in one in every 355 packs. It's a case hit. And I got it for like 15 bucks. And a lot of that is because I did a lot of homework because I'm like, okay, this is a cool set from the 90s. And I want to get the Bagwell card for it. What's like the rarest Bagwell card I can get from this set? Go do a little bit of research. Oh, this is inserted one in every 355 packs. That's pretty cool. Let me go find one. 15 bucks. Why? Because no one's really looking for this stuff because no one's focused enough to know like that's the cool stuff you want to be going after. And so you get a card like that into your collection that fits into your collection. It tells a story and it's like a super high-end 90s insert set. You know, to me, this is the right thing to do. And again, I've been searching for this. I've been searching for it and Max's advice here really resonated I get, really, the only tweak I would say is under number one, you can have multiple players at UPC. But I would say per sport, per era, only have one. 
you know, if you love football and basketball, you know, in the modern, you know, ultra modern era, maybe you want to get Acuna and Justin Herbert. Maybe it's the two guys you want to ultra hyper PC. You probably got a lot of money if, or you're really ambitious, one or the other. Um, you know, and that makes sense to me, especially because in, in, in baseball, you've got tops now and then in football, you've got prison. So you've got different card sets. So it would be different, especially like if, if we going forward, fanatics makes the same sets and they look the same across all three major sports. Then to me, it makes sense. Like you just buy, you know, you just focus on one player, even across the sports. But, you know, if you like the hobby and you like the card designs and you like looking at the card designs or the differences in the cards, um, then right now getting up, you know, picking a player in one or two sports makes sense to me, at least to me. And again, per era makes sense to me too, especially if you're kind of more of a collector of the hobby, because if I'm collecting Jeff Bagwell cards, I'm never going to really be able to get like a 2020 Sapphire card, or I'm also never going to be able to get a 1960 Tops card, right? So I, I got to pick a different player if I want to go back to 1960. And then if I'm going to go back to 1960 and pick a different player for that year, I might as well pick a, a different player for that era and then collect them across that era, right? That, that makes sense to me anyway. So shout out to at Cards Max. Phenomenal advice in my opinion. Just want to talk about that a little bit. Again, I've really been chewing on this. I think this is, I just think this is so spot on. I hope y'all enjoyed this. I hope you got some utility out of it. And uh, don't forget tonight we have a live stream with Because I'm Carlos. Going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, tomorrow, I think I'm going to talk about the most underused tool in the hobby. And then Friday, we'll do a full-on football card review, looking at prices a month into the season. So, sorry for the push in content, but I just, this one's burning. It's burning in my heart. We had to get it out there. So, hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, my friends, as always, keep collecting.